Welcome to Rise Up in Business, the law podcast for small business owners. I'm your host, Tracy Mylacrane. I'm a business lawyer, an entrepreneur, and very much a realist. Rise Up in Business is designed to share with small business owners important legal information and some clever tips and tricks in short and sharp episodes, no legal jargon. With this podcast, I want to empower small business owners to rise up and take control in their business. I'll be here every Wednesday to tell you what you need to know without sending you to sleep. Let's get into today's episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode six. If you have been listening to some of the earlier episodes, then you will know that this episode's been coming. Today, I want to talk about website documents and specifically website terms and conditions. So you will have heard me speak about website terms and conditions in the context of business legals and the documents that, in my view, are vital for any small business to have. Those documents are business terms and conditions, website terms and conditions, and a privacy policy. Today, I want to dive a little deeper into what are website terms and conditions and why you need a privacy policy. If you have a website in your business, chances are you're selling either goods or products or services on the website. If you're not selling goods or services, then it's likely that you have a blog or you have a contact us page, at least, where you collect personal data from the public. In all of those circumstances, you need website terms and conditions for two reasons. One, you need to be protected in terms of what your website does and limiting your liability. And two, you have obligations under the Australian Consumer Law and you need to meet those obligations. Part of that is disclosing your website terms and conditions. So what do your website terms and conditions actually do? It sets out the rules as to how people can use your website and what they can and can't do. And if you have a membership site attached to your website or a member area, then your website terms and conditions will cover the conduct of your members and what they need to do to become a member, how they can terminate their membership and so on. Your website terms and conditions will limit your liability to members of the public. It will protect any intellectual property that you have. So think along the lines of a photography business or a fashion business. If you publish on your website for promotional reasons um, your work or images, then that's your intellectual property. And it's not okay for someone to come along and say, take a screenshot of your work and then seek to pass it off as their own. If you're selling goods on your website or even services, then you need to set out what it is you're selling, your price points, payment details, all the types of things associated with consumers making that purchase. And if you're linking to third-party websites, then you're going to have a limitation of liability in relation to anything that happens there. I mentioned last week in last week's episode that I was going to talk more specifically about the documents needed by e-commerce stores. I'm going to do that now. So when we talk in the context of website terms and conditions, that's super important for any small business, in my opinion. If you are an e-commerce store, then again, these documents are even more vital for you because they are the cornerstone documents for your business because your business is that e-commerce store on that website. In those circumstances, your terms and conditions need to disclose your product information. It needs to set out 
details about your consumer guarantee policy, your warranties in relation to what you're selling, and you need to make very, very clear what your returns and refunds policies are for your consumers. The next most vital document for you as an e-commerce store is your privacy policy, but I'll come to that shortly. Some of the questions I get asked a lot when clients come to me to talk to me about website terms and conditions is, why do I need them? Well, we've just been through that and I've given you a broad brush overview of why it is that you need them. But then they ask me, does anybody actually read them? I don't think they do. I don't want to worry about it. Well, my answer to that's very simple. You are required to have them and whether or not people read them is irrelevant to you because you really need to make sure that you're meeting your obligations. Trust me, people do read them. I talk to people all the time and we have a dialogue around the increasing scrutiny on online businesses and websites for small businesses, particularly since more and more business are going online and more and more businesses need to adapt and pivot, there's that word again, to accommodate the increased in demand for online services. So the answer is yes, people are reading them. I'm then asked, where do I publish them? What do I do with them? Well, you publish your terms and conditions generally down the bottom of the homepage. There's usually just a link. So it usually says website T's and C's or website terms and conditions. And consumers can simply just click on that link and be taken to the page where your terms and conditions are. And here's the big one. Can I just copy them off my friend? Can I just copy my website terms and conditions off a competitor or off somebody else that I know who does something similar to me? Well, my answer to that, as you would expect, is no. We don't know what we don't know, and that's okay, and I've talked about this a lot, and I'll continue to talk about it. Because we don't know what we don't know, you don't know whether or not what you're copying is right. You don't know whether or not what you're actually putting together is going to protect you. And like I've said before, chances are you're not actually going to know whether or not what you've got is adequate until you need to rely on them. And by then, it's too late. So no, please don't copy somebody else's. Invest in yourself. Respect your business enough to prioritise these documents because they are really important. Then we get to the privacy policy. The privacy policy being one of the fundamentals for small business. There is such a thing as the Privacy Act. It's a piece of legislation which says a lot of things. But in simple terms, it says that if you're a business that does certain things, then you need to disclose to consumers, to the public, what it is you're going to do with their personal data. So rather than get into categorising whether or not your business does fall under one of those categories in the Privacy Act, which says you have to do this, my view is that you just simply should do it. People are becoming increasingly aware uh, and increasingly protective of their personal information and data breaches these days. And it's prudent, in my view, to set out for people using your website how it is you're going to use their personal data. The reality is you're only going to use the personal data for your business purposes. So you might be sending newsletters, you might be sending orders if you're an e-commerce store, or you might be touching base in relation to a, an inquiry that's been left for you on the website. That needs to be then set out in your privacy policy. So consumers have a right to know what it is you're going to do with their personal data and how you're going to disclose it. So personal data can be anything from a simple email address and a name on your subscriber list, or it can be an inquiry where people have reached out to contact you in relation to your goods or services. So setting out for the consumers what you are going to do with it and what you're not going to do with it is really important. In simple terms, 
the privacy policy will tell people that you won't disclose the information, you won't sell the information, and you'll only use it for the purpose that it was intended. That is the reason that they gave it to you in the first place. There are certain things that your privacy policy needs to cover off, and those are the things that you'll talk about with your lawyer. And again, that's the reason why I say no when people ask me whether or not they should copy from somebody else or whether they should just use their friends because their friend was very kind to offer them their template. Again, we don't know what we don't know, so don't rely on that because you don't know whether what you're working with is adequate for your purposes. So to answer the question that almost everybody has at some point, what happens if I don't have these? What happens if I just put it off and I'll get around to it later? Well, like I've said before, prevention is better than cure. So if you don't have them, let's hope that you don't need them. Let's hope that there's no miscommunication with your consumers or your clients. Let's hope that no issues arise because if they do and you don't have them, then you're exposed. Having proper website terms and conditions and an adequate privacy policy can help diffuse any issues that arise. It can help navigate any issues that pop up or any complaints that your consumers or your customers may have. Simply put, it's just not worth the risk. If you're a small business, if you have a website, then in my view, you need to prioritise your website terms and conditions and your privacy policy. You simply can't afford not to. I have now talked about the trio of documents that I think are super important for any small business, being your business terms and conditions, your website terms and conditions, and your privacy policy. Once you've got all those in place, once they've been tailored for your business, then what you find you'll have is real peace of mind knowing that you've got things in order and you're as protected as you possibly can be. I don't think there's any substitute for peace of mind in business and I just don't think there's any shortcuts when it comes to prevention being better than cure. We now know what we need to do. My view is we ought to get on and do it. I hope that's been helpful. As always, if you have any questions, please reach out. There's no such thing as a silly question and I'm always happy to help. That's it for today's episode. Short and sharp, just like I promised. If you liked the episode, be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes and I would be most grateful if you would leave a review on Apple Podcast. As always, remember to keep your business legals in order with my Business Legal Strength Check. Grab your free copy by heading over to my website, tmsolicitor.com.au. I'll catch you next Wednesday. Thanks so much for listening.